Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Today, I'm here with Dave Sayers, Senior Director of Talent Development at Cortland. Welcome, Dave. At Cortland, you use something called an associate journey model for your staff. Can you talk about what that is and what it includes exactly? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First and foremost, I just want to say it's an absolute joy being here. Uh, Suzanne, I'm honored to be your guest today. So as a member of the Institute of Real Estate Management, I always really find good takeaways on these podcasts. So I'm glad to share my insight and give back to my fellow IRM colleagues too. You know, our associate journey model is what we consider to be the foundation for how we approach interactions with our associates. I think it's one of the reasons why Cortland Associates are engaged with the company and even gave us the title of a great place to work in 2020. But here's how we went about it. So we wanted to look at different ways to identify and set expectations for interactions or what we call interactive moments between our Cortland talent team and the associates. So this way our talent team and our HR functions that we do aren't looked at so much as a separate entity in Cortland, but really connected as a strategic partner. As we looked at these interactive moments, we then looked at really how do we turn those moments into great experiences for our associates so we can connect with them a little bit better. That's really neat. And I noticed that you call it an associate journey model rather than an employee process. Why is that? Yeah, so we call our employees associates because to us, the word associate means that it's someone who is connected with something that's bigger than themselves. And that bigger picture is Cortland and honestly, our residents. So every associate is connected on how we operate and how we positively treat our residents. So it's our associates who really breathe life into every interaction with our residents. So we wanna treat them with that same level of joy that we ask them to treat our residents. From a talent side, we are looking at how do we give our associates in an environment that they can truly be their best self and then also find ways to deliver upon our mission and grow inside their career. So we use the associate journey model as a way to look at the full life cycle of an associate's time with Cortland. The modeling is for everyone on our talent team to engage in an understanding of the why behind what we do on an HR side and then how it affects Cortland and our associates. So can you share a little more about the importance of these interactions and identifying those and what that means exactly? Yeah, sure thing. You know, I think it would be helpful first for our audience to know that at Cortland, we're not a company of transactions, but more of a company of interactions. We really put interactions first in everything that we do. And for each of us, the interactions that you and your company may have with your employees will really help you determine how long they may stay. So we all wanna keep our good people and to keep good people coming to work needs to be more than a paycheck. People want more than that. It does remind me of a recent Gallup poll from back in March of 2019, where they spoke about employee experience and they shared that the top talent millennials don't just work for a paycheck. They want purpose and they want meaning in their job. They share that the compensation is important and yeah, compensation needs to be fair, but associates are more motivated also by the mission and the purpose than just the paycheck. And let's be fair to everyone. I think no matter our ages, whether we're millennials, Gen Xers, or incoming Gen Z, purpose is important for everybody. So we wanted to help our associates to identify with our company purpose and make an impact with their residents. 
That means for all of our talent leaders out there, we need to do our part to build established interactions with our associates. And the more we build interactions with an associate, the more connected they're gonna to be to the purpose. And that's where our associate journey model really came into play. So how would someone go about creating their own associate journey model at their own organization? You know, first from a talent stance, think about all the different opportunities that you and your HR team have to be able to interact with your employees. You know, one of my favorite quotes comes from Walt Disney, where he shares, you can design and create and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. And I think that's so true that we've got to start with our people and our other HR people that work around us on the team. So I'd recommend getting the HR team together, join forces in a large brainstorm meeting with everybody inside of talent. And then from there, what we actually did, I thought was tremendous. We started by asking two questions. The first question was for my role, what are the opportunities to interact with associates? And the other one is for the work that I do, how does it affect the associates for their everyday life? So from that initial brainstorming, we collaborated to develop major areas of the employee life cycle. So for us, it started by looking at how we develop awareness and consideration about who Cortland is and how we're represented amongst the people looking for employment. You know, we consider ourselves to be a top talent organization and to keep that momentum and what we do, we need to attract additional top talent. This means that we need to take a close look at our recruiting strategy from how the candidate understands the role and what questions we should ask uh, that candidate to ensure that they'd be a good cultural fit. By looking at a recruiting strategy, we're then able to identify how a potential candidate identifies with how Cortland is and how we're a great place to work. And then also to see how they can be part of something bigger than themselves and interact inside of our, our industry. So uh, Suzanne, we also wanted to look at what we call pre-boarding. This is the time from when a candidate accepts the offer until their very first day starting inside of our company. We wanted to look at ways that we can help keep that candidate excited about joining Cortland so we don't lose them to counter offers or other jobs that they could be considering. From there, it meant looking at the onboarding experiences starting on day one. It's asking ourselves, what are the real wow factors that come into play that can really help the associate get excited about their first day and really feel good about the decision that they made? We continued that associate journey to look at what the first 90 days could look like from the training that we offer to the engagement with their manager at Cortland. And again, along the way, looking at what a talent team does to interact with the associate during that time period and how we help enhance the experience. The model continues by identifying how we can develop our associates and grow their career so that they'll wanna stay inside of the Cortland family. And you know, just like there's customer loyalty, there's associate loyalty too. And while we want every associate to stay with us, Look, we also know that sometimes there's gonna be life changes and you know, people may move on to other opportunities. So we also wanna take some time and focus on the departure process also. You know, our ultimate goal is that no matter how long somebody stays, we want them to have a great working experience and be an advocate for the company. So onboarding seems to be a big step for most organizations and their staff. Can you share a little about how Cortland approaches onboarding? Suzanne, that's a great question because we all know an employee's first day in a new job can be overwhelming, not only for the new hire, but for the employer as well. 
you know, I think about when starting in the multifamily industry, it's been about 16 years ago. And I was given this big book they called Standards and it was close to 600 pages. I was told to read through it all and come back with questions. You know, I have to say it made good reading material, but not great learning moments for sure. You know, I knew where to find the policy, but I didn't know how to apply the policy. You know, I guess what I'm saying is that when we're crafting out an onboarding plan, it's important to know that someone can't be expected to, what is that quote, drink from the fire hose or drink from the water hose to retain it all. So in my view, I just find it more important to determine the priorities and then help make sure they feel comfortable with those priorities before introducing more information. As our learners are deciding what really works for them, I can share two recommendations I think would be important. One, as you're thinking about an onboarding plan, it's best to take a day-by-day -day approach. For example, look at day one, right? Look through what a day one experience would be awesome for that new person. Instead of thinking about a holistic 90 days, ask yourself, what does an associate's first day look like? What do you want it to look like? And what does excellence look like at the end of the day? That associate will determine how long they're gonna start working for you according to that day one experience. We did that at Cortland. And from our conversations, we've been able to create a great day one experience that our hiring manager is actually proud to use. You know, from there, we looked at the first week and identified what training needs needed to be prioritized and really what on the job learning opportunities should happen. That gave us a full week of training that's focused on what the associate needs to know and how to get started. And then the second thing we focused on is the learning moments past traditional learning. You know, since most of us learn by doing, not just in the classroom, I would say think about the learning that can be done in the moment by using peer coaches along with formal training. So we've talked through pre-boarding and onboarding. What about once the team member is on board, looking at continued development? How do you use both synchronous and asynchronous learning? And what areas of development do you think are most important? Yeah, for sure. Now you're using the fancy stuff, Suzanne. We're at a turning point for how we help our associates or our employees learn and how to be great at their job. You know, today's primary workforce needs to have multiple ways to learn and gather information. Considering how we learn today, our training content can't stick to one modality of learning. You know, I think of traditional learning and it's event-based, it's one and done, it's planned, it's scheduled. And while there's a time for traditional learning, let's be honest, we're not wired as humans to retain everything that is trained to us in one training event. We learn more by doing, we learn by interacting, we learn by being in a situation where we need to make a decision. And when we make that decision, that tells us, yes, that was a good decision or, hey, that wasn't a good decision and I'm not gonna do that one again. So we're really about providing multiple learning modalities to help our associates get the in-depth instruction that they want, but also have the information at their fingertips or those quick learning moments. And so we started by reviewing each piece of our training content to determine different ways for associates to gather that information. So let's take uh, sales training as an example. You know, we have our sales training as an in-person session to help our associates scrimmage and how we interact with our residents. Plus there's additional content for associates to learn how we approach sales through videos, FAQs, handouts, and even peer blogs. These tools can be just as powerful and help support the in-person training that we provide. 
So you've talked a bit about the culture at Cortland. How do you continue to build that strong culture and what makes yours unique? Mm. Mm. You know, I'd have to say first, I would tell you, Suzanne, that I'm very proud to be a Portlandian. You know, I will say our culture is one of those items that people tell us that just stand out. And when people ask me to describe it or what to do, it's really not easy to describe because it is so unique. You know, I would say it starts with our CEO, Stephen DeFrancis. He is our cultural leader. And from his idea to create Cortland, it really became something really beautiful to where we're at today. And there's not one thing that defined it along the way. It's our associates who really do cultivate and generate our culture. You know, it's just like our, the associate journey model that we spoke about earlier. We put ideas and programs into place to help with the culture, but it's really how our associates embrace it and really move it forward that makes the difference. You know, I'd say at one of the big things at Cortland is that we're willing to take strategic risks while focusing on the importance of people. And that's always been a big part of our culture. You know, I think of it almost like a Bob Ross painting. And I love Bob Ross because each one of his paintings is unique. And when it's done, you surely know it's something special. You know, even though there's happy little accidents along the way, it turns out very unique. And that's really a part of what our culture is. You know, I feel strongly though, that the culture is made of the people in the organization. The company crafts the plan, but it's the people that make it happen. Yeah, and I think everybody can be the CCO, which I like to call the chief culture officer. So our culture is a diverse group of people who take the time to listen to each other and capitalize on the best ideas and, but not on individual ideas. And ultimately, that's what makes us unique. You know, our associates are the CCOs. We empower them to help us consistently define and refine our culture. And it's everybody from the housekeeper all the way to the executive team that plays a part. That's very interesting to hear about. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for being here today, Dave. You know, first and foremost, Suzanne, thank you for having me. It's been great to talk with you uh, and our IRM colleagues about the associate journey and a little bit about Cortland and our culture. Um, I would say if anybody wants to reach out to me, my contact information is easy. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at david.sayers at courtland.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Dave Sayers. Great. Thanks so much. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.